you can't just say um, I'm not going to give credit to my business because it doesn't work for me, right? That was just one experience. But why did it go wrong? Is it that you gave it to the wrong kind of customers? Is it that you managed the credit poorly? You were not following up. You were not doing like proper receivables management and all that. Because the truth is many of, many of the big companies, many of the big brands actually do credits. Uh, recently, I found that you can actually, you take a ride on Uber, for example, and then maybe if you are paying with your card, even if there's no money in the card, Uber still allows you to ride. So it's a form of credits they are giving to people. And then the next time there is money on your card, that's when Uber takes the money. You see? So if these guys are doing it, they know that when you ask people to pay cash, it's a bit painful. But when you ask them to take it on credit, people are willing to consume more if they don't have to pay the money today. So I'm hoping we can learn from what these big guys are doing and then see how we can apply it in our small businesses so that we can become better and stronger. Every big thing starts small. It's a natural law. Every big multinational corporation was once a small business. Welcome to the Small Starter Business Podcast, a unique podcast for practical tips and advice to help you start, grow, or turn around your business. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Small Starter Business Podcast. I am your host, John Paul Iwoha. If today is your first day on the podcast, I, I welcome you. And um, it happens that you've stumbled on a very interesting episode today. Because today we're talking about a topic that divides entrepreneurs. Any single time I bring up this topic in a forum, I always have the room divided into two halves. There's a part that is for and there's a part that's against. And that topic is credit. Should you give credit to your customers? Should you sell on credit to your customers? Now, credit is something I find that there are some business owners, there are some entrepreneurs who love credit because it has worked for them. And there are some of them who absolutely hate, who absolutely hate credit because of the damage it has caused to them and their businesses. So today we're going to talk about credit. And that's because I think credit is fascinating because credit is, is quite like fire. So is fire a good thing or a bad thing, right? So if you say fire is a bad thing, then you may not eat cooked food because without fire, cooking food is impossible. You, can, you can't grill food or fry food or anything, right? So credit is like fire. You can use it to work in your favor or it can hurt you and it can damage your business. I think it all depends on how you use it. And um, one other thing I found, which is quite common knowledge, is that Poor credit management is one of the big reasons businesses run out of capital and crash. If you look at many small businesses that have failed, many of them ran out of money. And then when you ask what happened to your money, most times it's because they ran out of, of credits. They ran out of cash because they were giving out credits that they couldn't manage. So poor credit management is a big problem for small businesses. And I'm hoping that with this episode, you would gain a deeper insight into how credit works and then make a decision for your business. If it's something that's going to work for your business or if it's something that may damage your business and then you may not need to touch it. And then you also need to keep in mind that if you are in a business that does B2B, now what B2B means is you are a business but you sell to other businesses, right? So you're selling to corporate companies or um, a company that's going to resell your product. So for example, if you have a product and then you depend on a distributor like a supermarket chain 
to sell your product for you. What, what happens with many of those big companies is that they expect that you give them credit. So you see things like you, you, deliver, you deliver to us, we'll pay you after 30 days or we pay you after 45 days. Some companies even pay after 60 days, right? So what this means is that if you want to do business with those big companies, you have to give them, you have to give them credit. They expect that you're going to give them credit. And then if, if you don't know how to manage the credit or if it's going to really hurt your business, then that's really something you need to consider because you're dealing with a bigger player, a bigger company that has more power, more market power than you. So it's like they set the game, they define the rules, and then you have to play. So in this episode, I'm going to take you through the upsides, the advantages of credit, and then the downsides of credit, the disadvantages of credit. My goal in this episode is not to tell you to give credit in your business or not to give credit. And that's because all the people who listen to this episode sell different things. You are in different industries. You're in different countries. So there is no one piece of advice I'll give you about credit that will apply to everybody. But if you've always followed my episodes, my goal is to teach you enough so that you can make the decision on your own because these decisions have to be made on a case-by-case basis. So I want to arm you with the knowledge, with the information and the insights that you need to make the decision about credit and then figure out if it's good or bad for your business. Now, let's look at the upsides of credit. Let's look at the advantages of credit. Why would you want to give credit to your customers? Why would you want to sell your goods or your services on credit? The first major advantage of credit is that it can help you boost your sales, right? When you are selling to somebody and you're saying you don't need to pay cash now, you can pay me later. There is a lot of evidence that when people buy things on credit, they tend to spend more than they would have spent if they had cash, right? So that's the way it works because paying cash is a point of resistance. When somebody has to open their wallet or actually give you a check or pay you, it's a point of resistance. So what selling on credit does is that it removes that resistance. It just says, take my product, use it. You don't need to pay now, you pay later. So consumers love that kind of stuff because in their head, there's really no resistance. They go ahead, they consume your product, they consume your service, right? So that is one big advantage that credit has. Credit can boost your sales because it can break down the reluctance or the resistance that people have to spend money. The second upside of credit is that it can give you a strong competitive advantage. Imagine that you are in a market where you're competing with other players who sell Uh, products that are similar to yours or services that are very similar to yours what it then means is that there are you have very few angles to differentiate yourself and sometimes some people can differentiate their business through credit if you give credits and your competitors don't give credits then you have an advantage there's a reason for people to come to you because it's easier to do business with you the service is much more convenient because the customers don't need to pay So it is a way you can create competitive advantage in a market where a lot of people insist on getting paid before you can take the product or the service. So there are businesses, especially new businesses, uh, can use this as an advantage, you know, to break down the barriers and the reluctance. You can even use this to steal customers, more or less steal, of course, in air quotes. You can use this to steal or pull customers from your competitors because you're saying you've been buying products from that business, you know. But I I can do better. I can give you a product that matches what you're currently buying. And I'm going to give you on credit. You don't have to pay now. 
So it's a way to create competitive advantage that benefits your business. The third upside of credit is that it helps to build customer loyalty. Now, there was a conversation I was having with a class of entrepreneurs in northern Nigeria, in Kano, and we had this conversation about, you know, credit. One person said during the COVID-19 lockdowns, he's a poultry farmer. The credit he gives to his customers is what has is what made sure that he didn't run a loss during the lockdowns because those customers who get credit from him remained loyal. It, it was difficult for them to go to other people because those other people they are going to may not trust them enough to give them credit. But what um, credit does is that what it's telling the customer is that I trust you enough to give you my goods without asking for money now. And I believe that you, you'll pay later. That trust tends to breed loyalty because the moment you trust somebody, it's very likely they are going to want to pay you back. And the way they usually pay you back is in loyalty because they believe that, okay, you, you find me credit worthy, you find me trustworthy. The reward I'm going to give to you is my loyalty will be to your business. I'll keep buying from you. I'll keep patronizing you because you took a chance on me. You trusted me, right? So that's, that's it for, for customer loyalty. Credits can be used to build and breed customer loyalty. Another upside of credit is that if you have a new product that people don't know, that's not yet in the market, it's going to be harder for people to want to buy it because they'll be taking a risk. They don't know this product. Why, why should they take a risk? You know, or if you are coming into a new market, maybe you are a known product in another market. Maybe you have a product in Ghana, you're trying to come into Nigeria, or you have a product in Cote d'Ivoire, you're trying to come into the South African market. If you're going into a market or into an industry where nobody knows you, credit helps you to break down the barriers and the obstacles that you would normally face when people don't know you. Because what's, what credit does is, they can buy your product or your service and they can try it to see if they like it without paying it without paying for it today so it removes one obstacle because one common obstacle that people have when they don't want to buy something or they don't really feel comfortable about buying something is they tell you they don't have the money but then you come back and you say no no you don't need to pay now you pay later pay when you have the money that automatically dilutes and you know um, just damages and destroys that obstacle, right? So if you're going into a new market, you are talking to a new customer or you have a new product that people don't really know, selling on credit is one way you can make it easier for people to do business with you. So that's it for the upside. Like I said, credit is like fire. It has the good side and the bad side, right? So let's now balance all of this with the downsides of credit that you need to pay attention to. Now, in terms of downsides, one major downside of credit is that it reduces the cash that is available in your business. Don't forget that product you are selling on credit, you paid, you've, you very likely paid your suppliers for the raw materials or the finished products. You, you're paying salaries and all the other costs of running the business. And then you sell this product on credit. And then the person doesn't pay you until maybe 10 days later or even at the end of the month, 30 days. What that means is that that money, that cash, that capital is outside your business. You can't do business with that capital until you get the money back. So what, what this will do is imagine doing this for two customers, three customers, 10 customers. That means you have a lot of money hanging outside your business. So your business may be struggling, may be dying, not because you're not doing well, but because you have a lot of money hanging outside. 
So, and that is one way that businesses, you know, they struggle to survive because they are lacking that cash, that oxygen. Other people are holding your money. So you don't have the money to buy stock. It's coming time to pay salaries. You are looking for capital. You are looking for cash to pay salaries, even though you have made sales, but you don't have the money, right? So that is one thing about um, the downside of credit. It's going to reduce the cash that's available for you to do business. The other thing about credit is that it requires time to manage. So if you give people credit, you need to pay attention to the people who are owing you money. This will require time and attention. You have to follow up with them. You're going to call them. You might send them email reminders. For some kinds of businesses, you have to pay physical visits to that customer. You go to their office or you go to their shop to follow up and know when they are going to pay you. They might not even pay you when you follow up with them the first time. So you may need to follow up with them the second, the third, the fourth time before they eventually pay you. Right. So all those things are adding up to they're taking away time that you would have used to manage the business. It requires special attention to chase people, you know, to if you've ever done credit management, you know, for some people, it's not really a, a, a comfortable experience, you know, calling people and them asking them for for money. So that's one thing is going to require time and attention to manage. The other thing about credit is that the truth is some of the people you give credit will not pay you back. And that's a fact. So some of the credit will, will end up as bad debts. So maybe you give out, you sell goods on credit of up to $10,000. You may end up having a $200 or $500 that the person ends up not paying. They, are no, they stop picking your calls. They start to avoid you. Or they, they may even just uh, feign some arrogance and then tell you the product was poor quality. They are not going to pay for it. You know, people can be very funny. So you just need to make up your mind if you're going to give credit that some of that credit will go bad. And then if it becomes a bad debt, you have to write it off. You, you just have to take it that it's, it's gone. It was a, a, a product or a service that you delivered that was never paid for. So it is a it is a, an occurrence. It's a risk you have to accept that some of those debts, some of the credits will go bad and some people will not pay. The other downside to credit is that it can increase the cost of doing business. It can reduce your profits, right? right? So all these other things I mentioned, calling them on the phone, that's, you know, you're spending time. You might even, in some companies, you have a dedicated staff who does collections, who manages the accounts receivable, who manages credit. That person's job is just to follow up or with, um, with customers who haven't paid. And that person you've put in this role will be paid a salary, right? The only reason you're paying that person a salary is because you've decided to give credit to your customers. If you were not giving credits, that person you hired may not be necessary. So all these things add to the cost of doing, uh, of doing business, right? So what I've done here is to show you the upsides and the downsides of of giving, uh, of, of giving credits. Like I said, credit is neither good nor entirely bad. It all depends on how it applies to your business. If it makes sense for you to give credit in your business, then of course, if you want more sales, you want to breed more customer loyalty, you're in a competitive market, you want to develop advantage, of course you can do those things. So at, at the point where we are right now, I've told you about the upsides and then I've told you about the downsides. And if at this point you've made the decision that you want to explore credits in your, in your business for whatever reason it is, let me now share with you some of the things you need to keep in mind before you give credit or while you give credit. 
the points I'm about to share with you would increase the chances that you will not be owed money or you will not make a mistake with credits, um, with giving credit to your customers. The very first thing you need to do before you decide to give credit is you need to know your cash flow cycle. You need to know how cash flows into your business. One example is you need to know your inventory cycle. From the time you have the product, you buy the product, or you make the product, how long does your uh, product take from the time you sell it for it to convert into cash? So if you make a product, how long does it sit on the shelf? So let me give you an example. Let's imagine that you produce furniture, right? So by the time the furniture is ready, based on business activity in the past, you have found that the, the furniture you produce sits in your store for at least 30 days before you sell it, right? So what I mean by that is that that stock, that furniture has tied down money. Before you sold, it was 30 days. So you need to wait 30 days before your stock can become cash, before you can realize um, um, money from that stock. That is your cash cycle, at least one part of it. By giving out credits, you are increasing your cash cycle. Because if your stock stays on average 30 days before you sell it, by giving credit, you are extending it by another 30 days or 45 or 60 days, depending on the number of days you decide to give as credit. So if you're in a business where normally your cash turns over every 30 days, by giving out credit, you will increase the amount of time that cash will turn over before it converts from stock into cash. So you need to consider that. So if you have inventory that sits for quite some time, you are going to be increasing the risk if you give out credit. So you need to pay close attention to that. And what that means is that if you decide to give credit, then you need to get additional funding. Maybe you get a loan from the bank or you raise additional money in terms of equity or whatever. But clearly, by knowing your cash cycle, it will tell you if you need additional funds. Because if you go ahead and give credit, your business is going to struggle. You are going to be making sales, but you will not have cash to pay your rent, to pay your employees, to do anything. So if you know your cash cycle and you decide to give up credit, you then need to determine if you need to raise additional money to support the cash, uh, the credit you want to give. The second tip you need to keep in mind is you shouldn't be giving credit to your first-time customers because your first-time customers, you really don't know anything about them. They, no matter how nice they are, no matter what they say, you really don't know much about them. They are just buying from you the first time. Those are not the people who deserve credits. The people who deserve credits are your returning customers, people who have been doing business with you for quite some time. You know, those are the people who have proven that they see value in your product or service. Those are the ones who have gradually earned loyalty, right? So you can see from the activity that this person right now is just buying goods worth $500 every month. And this person has been doing business with me for the last six months, for the last one year, for the last two years. If I give them credits, they are likely going to buy more. Because what it means is that whatever they are doing with my product or service, I'm giving them the ability to consume more. Why either they are reselling it or consuming the product. Can I move that $500 a month to like $700 a month? And I know they don't have the cash, so I'll give them credit. So your credit should be targeted at your returning customers. Customers that already have some uh, track record of activity in your business. They are the ones who have earned, who have earned credits. The third tip you should keep in mind is you should try to perform a credit check if you can. 
So what a credit check means, and then it depends on your country, there are some databases like with them, um, credit bureaus or uh, companies that um, provide that service where you can check somebody's credit history or credit profile to see if this person is credit worthy. Are they owing other businesses? Have they taken debts before that they didn't pay back? That will give you some insights. You shouldn't just blindly give credits to a customer you really don't know. No matter how much they talk or no matter what they try to show you, to somehow convince you that they are credit worthy. Sometimes what you see may not really be what it is. The other tip you need to keep in mind is that you need to give credits in small and graduated amounts. So the way it works is if you've agreed that you're going to give credit, that credit should not be a bottomless pit. It shouldn't be a blank check. You, you can't just give somebody a $10,000 credit, you know, all of a sudden. No, you graduate it. Maybe you start at $500 or $1,000 as credits. That's the maximum credit you give to people for the first time. If they do well with the $1,000 for maybe a couple of transactions, you can now tell them, you know, we see with this credit, you've been paying back. You pay back when you're supposed to pay back. You even pay back on time. We want to extend your credits from $1,000 to $2,000 right? So you keep doing that. They do well at 2000 You can double it to 4000 or take them to 3000 That's way gradually until you get to your maximum, which is $10,000. You don't just give out the $10,000 credits at once. It's not supposed to work that way, right? So you need to give it out in small graduated amounts. What this does for you is it, it reduces your risk because rather than giving out a large amount, you use the small amounts to test this person's credit worthiness. That's what you do. You use it to test the person's credit worthiness. If they are doing what they are supposed to do, they are meeting their obligations, they are paying back on time, then that is a signal for you to um, increase that person's credit limits. The other tip I want to share is that you need to give incentives for early payment. If what you're saying is you buy now, you pay later. Pay later when? You can't just give an open deadline. There has to be a specific time. You can say, Buy now, pay in 10 days, pay in 15 days, pay in 7 days, right? So, if the person pays on time, or you can say, buy now, pay in 10 days. If you pay before 10 days, you get a discount, maybe a 2% discount. So, that's an incentive for you to pay, for them to pay early, right? And then, what happens to those people who default on their credits? You need to watch those ones very carefully, because if somebody has defaulted in a small amount, that person doesn't deserve to get a higher credit. You leave them at that small amount. And if they continue to default, you can cut them off credit and say, you know, for you, for this customer, I, we only sell cash. If you don't have cash, we are not willing to do business with you. And that's because we entrusted you with credit. You didn't perform well with it. So we're going to cut our losses and reduce that risk. So for other customers who are doing well, we give them credit. But for you, no credits. It's cash and carry, right? So that's an important point you need to keep in, in mind. There has to be consequences for not paying back on time. And then for those people who pay on time, you need to reward them. The other tip I think you will benefit from is to price in the risk in your, in your credits. So it's this way. If you want to pay, if you want to buy this product and you pay cash, the price is $100. $100. That's an example, just an example. You want to buy this product, you are paying cash, the, pi the price is $100. You want to buy on credit, you pay after seven days, 
the price is $110 or $120 or $105. So the, 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 the knowledge here is that you need to price in the cost of credits. Credit comes at a cost because you're giving somebody money over a period of time. So you can't be selling to them at the same price. And you will also send a message to people that if they pay today, they pay the best price. They pay the lowest price. But if they want the convenience, because that's really what it is. If they want the convenience of credit, convenience costs money. And they should be willing to pay for that convenience. It's not a lot of money. So, like I said, using that example, if you're going to pay cash, the price is $100. If, you're going to, if you want credit, we give credit, you pay in 7 days or 10 days. The price is $120 or 110 or you just put in something that is not outrageous that will not scare them that will not scare them off so that is one way you can put it that way even though you are being paid later you are not losing money you are getting paid for that for that uh, credit service that you've that you've provided so at this point we've looked at the upsides and the downsides and i think this would be a good point to recap so i started this episode by you know comparing credit to fire and I, I say so because in my interactions with entrepreneurs, some people have bad experiences with credits. They give credits, maybe they didn't manage it well, and then it almost uh, crashed their business. Some other people have done well with credits. They have used it to grow their sales. They've used it to retain their customers. They've used it to gain competitive advantage to a point where it is difficult to steal their customers. Those customers are attached to that company. Why? Because the company more or less invested in them, had trust in them. So they, they feel they, they have to repay that, uh, that uh, goodwill. And the, best, the way customers usually repay you, apart from patronizing you, is to be loyal to your, to your business. And then I talked about the offsides of credits. I said it can help you boost sales. It can give you competitive advantage. If you're giving credit and your competitors are not giving credit, that is a benefit to you. It helps to build loyalty. I also mentioned that if you have a new product, or you're trying to enter a new market, giving credit makes it easier for you to approach people who may not ordinarily be comfortable trying a new product or a new business or a new company they don't know anything about. The, the, the downsides, in terms of the downsides I talked about, I talked about the, the impact on your cash flow. By giving credit, what it means is that you're going to be, most of your, some of your money will be outside, will be hanging outside. So you're making sales, but then you don't have cash because your sales have not converted into cash. Another downside I mentioned is that credit requires proper management. You need, to, you need to devote time and attention because you need to chase after the people who owe you. Most people will not just pay automatically. You need to follow up with a phone call and email, sometimes a physical visit, right? And sometimes you may just need one employee to look up to, to do that. The other downside I talked about is that some of your credit will turn into bad debts some of your customers will not pay back and it is it's a risk of giving credit it's natural perfectly natural your goal is to make sure that your bad debts the portion of the credit you give out that turns bad is not a large amount so sometimes it's sensible to have bad debts of maybe one percent or 1.5 percent or sometimes two to three percent of the total credit you give out that turn into bad debts but for that to happen you need to properly manage the credit you need to be doing your follow-ups. You need to be tracking the people you are giving credit to. And you need to have all those incentives in there, like I mentioned. And then another, another downside I mentioned is that 
um, credits will cost will increase the cost of your business depending on how you manage it. Um, and then I talked about how you can manage credits. I talked about knowing your cash cycle first before you decide, make that decision to give credit. So you need to know how long it takes for money to turn over in your, in your business. Very important. The other thing is about first-time customers. It doesn't make sense to give credit to a customer you're just meeting for the first time. Credit should be earned, right? People, anybody you give credits needs to earn that credit. And then I talked about credit checks. If it's possible in your country, it's good that you know, that you understand the background of the person you're giving credits. I talked about graduating the credits that you give. Don't just give the full amount. Make sure that people go through steps. So give small amounts and then gradually increase it as a person performs well on their debt. And then if they're not doing well on their credits, and if they're not doing well with their credits, there has to be consequences. That person may need to be removed from the credit uh, facility. You can do stuff like if you default on your credit once or twice, you no longer have access to credit. We will only sell to you on cash. And that means you are cutting your risk. I talked about the incentives and the, the, the punishment of that. And then I talked about pricing in the cost of credits. When you give credits, what you are selling is convenience. And convenience is a service. Convenience should have a price. So the, the amount, the price you sell for people who are paying cash should be lower than the price you sell to people who are going to pay, in, you know, to people who are going to benefit from your credits, uh, from the credit service or facility. So credit is a service. That's what you're offering, right? So you need to be able to price in the cost of that convenience, the cost of the, of the, of the credit service in there. So that's it for the recap. So at this point in the episode, there are four things I need you to consider. The very first is to join the Insiders Program. Now, the motivation for this question came from uh, a question from one of our insiders during a conversation we had during the week. And she's at that point in, the, in her business where she needs to do something about sales. And then we're talking about a lot of um, uh, sales strategies and credits came up, right? So I'm not going to share with you the details of what we discussed, but this is the benefit you get by belonging to a community of entrepreneurs who are building their businesses and belonging to a community of ambitious entrepreneurs because sometimes all it takes to crash your business is just one bad decision one bad decision leads to a trail of bad decisions and then that's 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 where people really get it wrong but by belonging to the insiders you're belonging to a community of people who are building their businesses they have access to training they have access to networking we learn from each other from every from everybody's experiences and that is really what helps to um, grow you as a person. Many entrepreneurs are working in silos. They just work alone, right? There are some things that you may not be able to figure out on your own. You may need the benefit of experience. There's no point making your own mistakes when you can learn from another person's experience. Um, the, other, the second thing I want you to consider is to tell your friends about this podcast, right? So the, the Small Startup Business Podcast focuses on practical problems that entrepreneurs face, right? So Yes, inspiration is good, motivation is good, but then there's a lot of there, there's a lot of content out there that will motivate and inspire you. The goal of this podcast is not just about inspiring entrepreneurs and all that. We are going to the practical problems you face every single day. So today is about is credits. Credit touches on sales. Credit touches on financial management. Right? These are critical skills you need to have, important insights you need to have to do better at your business because. 
some things you change in your business can just change the game for you. So if you if you like the benefit you get from the, from listening to the Small Starter Business Podcast, one good thing you can do is tell your friends about the podcast. Tell them to check out the Small Starter Business Podcast. Share this episode you're listening to with them. Share it on social media. Let them know. This is free and practical business advice that you can start to apply in your business starting today and see if it works for you right so don't keep it to yourself you're getting this knowledge for free all i ask is that you tell other people about the small starter business podcast so they too can learn from what's going on here the third thing i need to consider is to leave us a five-star review now a five-star review will really make me smile but the, the 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 most important thing is going to do is it will make it easier for other people to find us on the podcast directories right because what a five-star review does is you're telling the algorithm that you know i like this stuff and i think more people should listen to this and then of course that's what happens so give us a five-star review you can do that at smallstarter.com slash review smallstarter.com slash review and of course i have to talk again about the insiders program if you want to have direct access to me you want to have access to a community where you have a business idea you're having a business problem you need help with strategy you need a second opinion, you're about to make a strategic decision in your business, and you need people who have been there before, you need to check us out at the, small, at the Insiders program. So it's at smallstarter.com slash insiders. It's smallstarter.com slash insiders. So until the very next episode, I'm hoping that you learned something from credits today. Like I said, you can't just say, um, I'm not going to give credit to my business because it doesn't work for me, right? That was just one experience. But why did it go wrong? Is it that you gave it to the wrong kind of customers? Is it that you managed the credit poorly? You were not following up. You were not doing like proper receivables management and all that. Because the truth is many of, many of the big companies, many of the big brands actually do credits. Uh, recently, I found that you can actually, you take a ride on Uber, for example, and then maybe if you are paying with your card, even if there's no money in the card, Uber still allows you to write. So it's a form of credits they are giving to people. And then the next time there is money on your card, that's when Uber takes the money. You see? So if these guys are doing it, they know that when you ask people to pay cash, it's a bit painful. But when you ask them to take it on credit, people are willing to consume more if they don't have to pay the money today. So I'm hoping we can learn from what these big guys are doing and then see how we can apply it in our small businesses so that we can become better and stronger. Remember, I'm very passionate about small and medium-sized businesses. We are the engine of growth in any economy. All the unemployment problems we're facing in Africa, the people who are going to solve them are SMEs. In any major country, these are the guys who create the most jobs. So it's important that we have healthy businesses that are thriving, that are making sales, because what it means is that you can hire more people, we can create more wealth, we can create more prosperity, and then we can create the change that we want on our continent. So until the very next episode, stay safe and I'll talk to you later. Cheers. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Small Starter Business Podcast. To take our free business courses, or join one of our signature programs for special entrepreneurs like you, head over to smallstarter.com to join our private community. See you inside.